0: Investment products are not FDIC-insured, not a bank guarantee, and may lose value. Please read other important information, which can be found on the link at the end of the podcast episode.
1: Good morning. This is Michael Sembalist, and this is a brief Eye on the Market update on the tariff announcements. As many of you may have either seen or heard, the Trump administration announced $50 billion of Chinese imports now subject to 25% tariffs. That might sound like a big number, and certainly those are meaningful tariffs for the industries that are affected. But for a U.S. economy that imports over $2 trillion in goods, it doesn't move the needle that much. There's an accompanying chart to this uh, brief podcast uh, that would be helpful for you to look at. It shows a century of U.S. import tariffs from 1900 to today and uh, actually starts out with 30% tariffs. Uh, 100 years or so ago, fell to around 5% uh, and then rose back to 20% during the Smoot-Hawley period uh, preceding the U.S. Depression, then fell to around 5 to 7% in the 1960s. And once we got into the 80s and 90s, tariff rates fell 5% and hit an all-time low a couple of years ago uh, of around 2%. So the New tariffs announced on just 50 billion in goods barely move the needle, and if you even add to that the tariffs on washing machines, solar panels, steel, and aluminum, it, it's very hard to see the dot uh, moving very much on the tariffs imposed so far. Now, when do the tariffs become more of an issue for either consumer prices or corporate profits on an aggregate level? Uh, if the U.S. retaliates, as Trump has suggested he might on an additional 100 billion dollars of chinese imports in retaliation for china's retaliation uh, and if the us applies tariffs to around 250 to 300 billion in us auto and auto parts imports imports at uh, 25% then we're talking about a material tariff increase that would be the largest one uh, in over half a century, and move tariff rates on an overall basis uh, back to the six percent level that they were at in the 1950s and 60s, and that would represent a pretty serious uh, reversal of globalization, and and have some and have some possibly negative consequences for sentiment, multiples, and foreign direct investment. Uh, now uh, we're a long way away from those tariffs on on uh, autos and auto imports, uh, imports so uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Again, for the industries directly affected by these tariffs, they're meaningful, but with over $2 trillion in imports per year, the tariffs announced so far uh, don't move the needle uh, very much. Now, there's additional government action pending related to foreign direct investment. By June 30th, the U.S. will announce uh, executive branch measures, designed to curtail investment from China aimed at acquiring sensitive and early-stage tech companies through acquisition and investment. This is a very big and unprecedented undertaking. We don't have a lot of details so far about how this is all going to work, but uh, it's pretty easy to guess that at this point the US is going to approach its national security mandate much more broadly than it has in the past. The same process is going on in Congress, which is debating legislation called CFIUS, uh, C-F-I-U-S, that would expand its jurisdiction over M&A transactions that affect U.S. national security, presumably for some of the same technology, intellectual property, and technology transfer reasons. And uh, what's the bottom line from all of this? Well, yesterday's announcements and future announcements partially explain why U.S. stock markets are flattish this year, despite booming corporate profits, which grew at 20% in the first quarter, uh, surging CEO and, consum- and, uh, and, con- and consumer confidence, strong housing markets, and what looks like an improving capital spending outlook. Uh, that's it for this uh, Eye on the Market update, and we will be back shortly if there's any change to what we've just announced
0: michael semblist's eye on the market offers a unique perspective on the economy current events markets and investment portfolios and is a production of jp morgan asset and wealth management michael semblist is the chairman of market and investment strategy for jp morgan asset management and is one of our most renowned and provocative speakers for more information please subscribe to the eye on the market by contacting your jp morgan representative if you'd like to hear more please explore episodes on iTunes or on our website. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is a communication on behalf of J.P. Morgan Institutional Investments, Incorporated, a member of FINRA and SIPC. Views may not be suitable for all investors and are not intended as personal investment advice or as a solicitation or recommendation. Outlooks and past performance are never guarantees of future results. This is not investment research. Please read other important information, which can be found at www.jpmorgan.com slash disclaimer dash EOTM.